All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Southard Shoots. I really appreciate you guys listening for this episode. We it, It's pretty interesting. We have the work-from-home nomad. Uh, I'm not allowed to say his full name, but uh, I, he did give me permission to say his first name, Wilson. Um, I did go to high school with this guy, and what he's doing is he's really taking advantage of this work-from-home platform that we now have in corporate America. So he's a single guy traveling the world, uh, making money all at the same time. Very interesting guy. So I thought it it would be um, pretty cool to have him on the show just because the majority of my listeners are are, are our age. So, um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. If you do want to follow, if you are kind of interested in this work from home, nomad kind of life, hopping from country to country, like, like Wilson's doing, he does give all his, um, handles, uh, social media handles, his blog, his YouTube channel all at the end. Um, please don't skip all the way to the end, but he does have, there's some pretty cool, interesting stories and some pretty good insight, honestly, uh, about how to go about this. So I hope you guys enjoy it. We did get, we were, you know, it's very, um, uh, very lighthearted. We did get kind of silly. He did, he did have a, he did bring a friend over, um, named Dan that is, is starting to, starting to, I guess, experiment with this whole lifestyle too. Um, so he, he's in here as well. Um, so a real fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it and, um, yeah, let me know what you think in the comments below. I really appreciate you guys and here we go. Take it away. Wilson, the work from home nomad. Hear me? Bass voice, bass voice. No. (laughs) Can't hear me. (laughs) Don't talk like that. (laughs) Yeah, we got you. Hey, baby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, so what do you, how do you, um, whenever you're interviewing somebody, like, yeah. do you, does it like, do you listen to like your, do you like headphones then to like listen to yourself? Um, I can't figure it out though. Um, I put on headphones just so I look cool and I look legit. Like a legit <laughs> or, podcaster? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't figure out how to set it up with Zoom and uh, Bluetooth and, cause I have the speaker too and then I have my headphones, um, but you know, I admittedly just use the headphones just to look cool and look legit, even though I'm not. But no, nah, uh, you also re- like interview people remotely sometimes, though, right? It's like yeah. not in the same room. And exactly. That adds yeah. some challenge, I get. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. And especially if you have poor internet connection one way or the other, that's whenever it gets tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought about the, yeah. Now, okay. So when you're uh, bouncing around the world, yeah. how do you pick a place? Like, how are you like, okay, that's the one I'm going to stay at? Yeah. Uh, have we already started, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a minute in. Damn it. They, they already know your real voice now, too. Yeah, so no. like, <laughs> you, you can't switch the bass voice now. You yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. You can't, you can't do it. Okay, so I have to behave now, starting now. Okay, got it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so whenever I'm bouncing from place to place, how do I choose where I go? Um, I mean, I think a couple of things. Number one is my job, right? So for three years, uh, I solely stuck to Latin America, just because of the time zone. Uh, I expanded it out a little bit, uh, went to Brazil in 2020, uh, and because it was only two hours ahead of Eastern time. So for me, that was an easy adjustment. And then late 2021, I expanded that out to Europe because I was thinking, well, I can do the 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. 
working hours, let's try Europe. Yeah. And so I did 4 p.m. to midnight uh, in Turkey. Uh, I got used to it. How long? For one month. Wow. Yeah, I got used to it. Uh, so also, I started out in Italy in Milan, mm-hmm. which was already pretty challenging. So that was about like 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. But then I said, hey, like I can do this. So then I expanded out to Istanbul, uh, which was one of my favorite cities in the world. But to answer your question, it, it's it's like, oh, I hear, I hear that Medellin is really cool. I want to go there. Or I hear that Rio de Janeiro is really cool. I want to go there. Um, so like word of mouth, whenever you're traveling with uh, by yourself, I travel solo to generally 80% of the time. Uh, and then whenever you meet other people who are traveling solo, they talk about these cool places. Okay. So whenever I go down to Brazil, I really don't know what to expect, for example. And so whenever I get to my first city or my second city, that's whenever I'm like, oh, okay, so I should definitely check out Fernando de Noronha or I should definitely check out Jerry Quacquara. I'm listing places that I've never heard of before I, I set foot in Brazil. And right. I don't expect anybody to know it because, you know, everybody knows Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro, but that's about it, right? And I think that makes sense. So do you, do you look on Airbnb or are you like, okay, this has got a, one bathroom, one bedroom, it's close to a beach. You always seem like you're posting something on a beach. Yeah. But like, is, like, what's your requirement? <laughs> yeah, so... A couple, couple nudie bars nearby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, did you pause that, uh, the podcast for that section? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we did this off record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So, I mean, that's a good question because, um, you know, going back to the number one priority is my job. Yeah. Uh, so, it has to have good internet. has to have Wi-Fi. And generally, whenever I go on Airbnbs... I look at the listing and I contact the host and I say, what's your internet speed? And if my host can't answer that or gives me a BS answer, I'm not staying there. Yeah. Uh, so hello there, Willie. Uh, sorry. There Get was out. A, there's a, <laughs> a dog entered the room. Yeah. <laughs> Number one dog. fan right here. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm on Airbnb and I generally like to stay in uh, my entire place. Like I, I, pick that filter uh you know like i'm okay with sharing a bathroom sometimes but whenever you're working 40 plus hours a week you don't want to deal with roommate drama or anything right so sometimes usually and plus you know the u.s dollar goes a long way in in south america so uh i can afford these places whereas whenever i go to new york uh i might have to watch my wallet a little bit more so i'm i have less options there do you haggle with them at all yes so I'll, sometimes whenever I have time, like I'm a last minute booker. So sometimes I can't afford to do it. Yeah. But if I'm scoping out a place two weeks or three weeks before, heck yeah, I'm going to haggle. I'm going to say, well, um, what, what, yeah, what's your go-to line? Like, how do you, how do you get them down? <laughs> yeah. I've never done this before. So I'm very interested. Yeah. Do. So, I mean, like <laughs> there's a, there's an option to contact hosts okay. and you say, what's your internet speed? And if they say like 100 mega, uh, megabytes or something, you know, that's reasonable. That's really good. Uh, and then the second question I usually say is, okay, so I'm looking at other options around the area. I love your listing. I was wondering if you can make the price a little bit more competitive, um, since I'm staying for three weeks or four weeks, a long time. Yeah. And generally hosts are really receptive to that. Uh, I mean, there's more demand for Airbnb stayers than there are hosts, um, 
sometimes, right? Yeah. So you can haggle. Um, now, if it's ACL weekend in Austin, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> and the host will probably no be like, shot. get out of here. I'm going to talk to my uh, third option or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, now that you're going to put your place up for uh, Airbnb. up for Airbnb, you know not to fall for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's different. Uh, at least, like, with my, my listing, it's going to be a full house. So I'm thinking, like, having a full house that could, like, get 12 people in there maybe like it puts me in a like there's less that uh you know i guess less dilution in the market that yeah. I'm, I'm entering but like i don't know that's just interesting to hear though because i've never actually thought to reach out to airbnb host while i'm abroad but i've also never stayed at airbnb for like three weeks at a time two weeks at a time i'm only usually like yeah i'll stay there for a weekend and then like i'll i usually try to stay social in the um like a, a hostel type environment but i'll get my own private room there Right, so that way you get the, the access to social, the social type of life of a hostel. Right. While not having to be able to, like, I'm very finicky about my space, especially while I'm sleeping. Uh, it's something that I've had to learn and acknowledge about myself is just like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm sensitive. I'm a sensitive sleeper. So it's just like, I, it's a, it's just something where, I, yeah, no, it's a, taking notes for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so internet speed is kind of like the main thing. It's the major thing, yeah. And, uh, I was talking about it with a software engineer the other day, too. It's really not a big deal for software engineers because it depends on the company, but their job is to code and to build. Uh So if you have, uh, like, unstable internet once or twice a day, it's really not that big of a deal. It's annoying, but you can get by. Yeah. Uh, And then you probably have, like, a 30-minute stand-up every day, and that's your only meeting as a software engineer. Again, it depends on the the company, but... uh, I've seen that to where maybe internet speed isn't, you know, 100% important, you know, like as like a priority, but for me it was, and because I worked four years as a consultant, 70% of my job was talking to customers. Yeah. Uh, and so any interruption, you know, for a day or, or twice, uh, they would complain for sure. So I, I always wanted to avoid that situation uh, now I moved into product management. It's still talking, you know, it's still, I still have a lot of meetings. I have less meetings though. Uh, a lot of my job is more deliverables. Um, so, but still, I, I, it's really important for me to, to have good internet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I won't take anything less than great internet, uh, <laughs> at an Airbnb <laughs> yeah, <you> <laughs> nice. because that's my priority. So how many countries have you been to now? Uh, well, not, I, let's back up. When did when did you when when were you like okay? I'm gonna do this work from home nomad lifestyle. Yeah, so it started in uh, 2017. At the end of 2017, uh, and then I got my my job. Uh, and then I started in January 2018. And for me, you know, I like working. Uh, I like rolling up my sleeves. I like working in general. Uh, but I also like to party, you know, like, yeah. why do I have to choose one? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, this is BS. So then I said, you know, let's try this in Mexico uh, because I had a remote job. Yeah. Uh, and I went down to Cabo April of 20. No, it was sorry. It was January of 20, no, 2018. And I worked from a Starbucks. And, and at that time I was at entry level. So it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, in my mind, I, I had very little deliverables. I wasn't working that much my first month. 
So I tried it out, and it worked fine. Uh, the internet was fine. Uh, no consequences. I attended all my meetings. I did all of my deliverables. I went back to San Francisco, and I thought, I can keep doing this. So then it was a, it was a baby step in the beginning, and then afterwards – I tried Mexico City for three weeks, and then I went back home. It was perfect. My responsibility started piling up. For me, it was business as usual. Whenever I stepped out of my accommodation, instead of it being San Francisco, it was Mexico City. I, I was like, dude, this is totally doable. Yeah. So then that's whenever I went to Guadalajara for three months. How do you say that? Guadalajara. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sounds, like my gringo that accent? Sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I said it good. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I've been trained once or twice <laughs> or twenty times, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I went back to San Francisco, and that's when I, would, uh, I I told myself, okay, I'm I'm leaving San Francisco for good uh, in a few months because that was really fun. Yeah. And I did it, uh, and this is something I want to do for a while. So then I packed my bags and left San Francisco March of 2019. Uh, and then I, I I actually had an apartment in Guadalajara, and that was, my I guess, my kind of my home base for a while. Were you paying rent when you were in San Francisco too? Like, were you paying dual rent? I was paying double rent, oh, yeah, man, because <laughs> I wasn't Dude. ready to let that go because I wasn't sure if I was going to uh, – I guess move out of San Francisco yeah, and do it. What's yeah. the what was your rent in San Fran? It, I I won the lottery, so my rent was nine hundred and fifty. What? And it was it was in San Francisco, but I was on the west side. I had a Harry Potter room, and I shared a bathroom <laughs> with three other dudes. Um, and they all smelled bad, but it was worth it. They were paying like fifteen hundred because they had large, massive rooms. Yeah. But I felt like I got a steal. I don't know how my landlord did it, but I mean, it, Daniel's laughing because they put you in a closet. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I actually had my own room and I had all the privacy I needed, and yeah, yeah whatever, it worked. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they weren't there anyway. It was. Yeah. It, <laughs> Who cares? How how big was it? Was it a legit a closet? Uh, I mean, it's hard to describe. I mean, it was, I mean, it's definitely smaller than this room that we're in right now. I don't know how many square foot feet this is, but I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty small, but you know what? As long as, as long as I can sleep in it, as long yeah. as I can work in it, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a very simple man. <laughs> nah, San Francisco too. It's like a, it's a yeah. market. So it's yeah. like, I mean, yeah. so, hey, you're, you weren't saying so you're paying dual rent. Yes. And then you just, you were like, all right, I'm going full, full throttle with this thing. Exactly. And that's whenever I changed my permanent address back to my parents' place in Oklahoma. <laughs> what do they, they think about all this? They were confused at first. Um, but then they kind of got used to the concept. And then, <laughs> and then they were like, okay, well, you're making money. So I guess it doesn't matter. And you're advancing your career. Right. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. And that's why I love this lifestyle so much is because I – I really care about my career. Like I, I worked my ass off in school, uh, grad school too. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see how my career folds out in 10 years when I'm in my forties. Uh, you know, I feel like I can bring a lot to the table. So, you know, I care about that too, but I also really like traveling, <laughs> you know, and, uh, our grandma, our grandparents would have never imagined doing something like this. And I feel like, like Airbnb two weeks ago, uh, the CEO Brian announced that hey, like you can, 
you can work abroad for like a month or two months at a time. And like, I mean, this trend is happening as we speak. Yeah. You're kind of like an early adopter. Yeah. I like to, I like to think that, you know, I like to think <laughs> that I'm a trendsetter, but, um, you know, I don't know how much I, people will buy my BS, but we'll see. For me personally, I mean, this, I mean, like I met him like a few years ago, so it's like uh, definitely seeing it. And I think that like based on the timeline you just laid out, I met you at the end of 2019. Yeah. So that was like when you were first just starting to probably get into the flow of that first year, it's being out there and yeah. like, it's taken me until what 2022. Like I, I watched, I watched what you did for two years. I was like, damn bro. Like this shit is attainable. Like it's totally attainable. And like, I have a different type of background. Like I don't have, it, it isn't like you have to be in like SAS or software as a service or anything like that mm -hmm. in order to attain it. I think it's just like, I don't know. It's gotta be creative <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Like, and if you, if you have the skill in the education, luckily, you know, you know, we do to be able to have that type of skill set. You could develop it too though, you know? So it's, it's, I don't know. Like for me personally, I felt like, yeah, no, nah, it's, Wilson, for me personally, has been an inspiration because it's like, yeah. yo, I mean, he's not the reason I quit my job. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but, but, but seeing the experiences that he's bringing into his life while still not really shorting himself on the career side has been what, like, has made me know, like, oh, there's different options out there. I don't have to yeah. be so attached to this, like, uh, vision that's been instilled in my my mind for so long of what building your career is supposed to look like. Yeah. So. I, you at least you at least <laughs> set the trend for me, man. I'll say, I'll stroke hey, man, if you bit. want to stroke my ego, yeah, stroke I'm not going to stop you, bro. Yeah, stroke <laughs> ego bit, bro. That's, that's all, though. That's all. That's, that's, that's all you're getting. That's all. I'm going to have to wait till next week <laughs> for my next one. Yeah. So um, total count on the countries, where, where are you at? Yeah, so I'm at 47 officially. Um, Golly. Yeah, when I was in so my... So when you, when you started, mm -hmm. are you, are you, is this 47? Is this only since you've started doing this or is this like no. lifetime? This is lifetime. And okay, in let's, fact, how about, how about just since you've started doing this nomad thing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, and maybe I'll break it down first because right after college, that's whenever this hunger to travel started for me. Uh, I have family in Taiwan, so I went to Taiwan every year, uh, since I was uh, a little kid. And then, so yeah, it was just Taiwan, U.S., Taiwan, U.S., Taiwan, U.S. And then one summer, uh, I was like, let's try Hong Kong. It's just right next door. It's an hour flight from Taipei. So I went to Hong Kong, and I loved it. And I know you've been there too, right? Yeah. You loved it. It's awesome. It's an amazing city. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let's try Singapore. Okay, like, let's try Let's, let's, be, let's go a little dangerous, right? Let's go to Seoul, South Korea. And then I went to Thailand. Uh, and then I, I just started loving it. So then I went to Europe. Um, I went to Vienna. I went to Germany. Uh, I can't remember the, the other one. But, yeah, that's whenever it started. And then I, my first job was in Houston. And I would go to uh, a couple countries once in a while uh, but anyways, when I was in my early 20s, I should maybe le start there. Uh, I feel like my priority was to increase that country count. So, like, okay. in Europe, it's really easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was there's 30 countries in Europe. Right. Uh, and so I spent, like, two days in Vienna, uh, three days in Prague. That's two countries. So I had that mindset in my early 20s. Uh, and then I really slowed down um, to the present day. When I spent six months in Brazil last year. Oops. We're good. Uh, Get out of here, Willie. <laughs> Willie, you're cool, but we need, we need space. Man. 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got, we got you. All right, there we Get go. Get out. Come on. I'll stop. I'll stop interacting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably making it harder for him to get out. Yeah. Nah, but he wants to play. <laughs> okay. Uh, carry on. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I spent six months in Brazil last year, and I spent another three months this year. Uh, so I, I stopped caring about country count. I think I was around forty. Uh, like a couple of years ago, yeah, and now I'm up to 47. But like, what do you think switched? I just started caring more about the cultural deep dives. Okay, uh, like I just wanted to sound like, you know, whenever you hear 47, that's a lot. I know people who've done 60 and 80, but to me, like, I don't really care about that anymore. Because like initially, I was thinking, God, that's so cool. You've been to 60 countries, 80 countries. Uh, but now I found that having these cultural deep dives is more rewarding. Yeah. So like I can speak to you about really specific lifestyles of Brazilians. Uh, same thing with Mexico. I felt like I really understood the the culture in Guadalajara in Mexico. Um, I was speaking slang to locals. And I, feel I like bet they were so thrown off that like really six foot off. six Asian guys speaking <laughs> yeah. Spanish to them. They were really thrown off. Uh, <laughs> but I had a gringo accent. And so like that, you know, up my charm game like 100 percent. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the cards it? are dealt, man. Yeah, the cards are dealt. So, so like, yeah, I can't really say much about Austria because I've only been to Vienna for for two days. And so like. To me, yeah, I got one country, and then Mexico's one country, Brazil's one country, but the experiences that I had in those three countries completely different. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I started caring about. Oh, I should really, you know, do a deep dive in these cultures. But anyways, I think in my early twenties, I like racked up the country count in in Europe because it's really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I was at like two or three in my early twenties. Uh, and then when I got closer to my mid twenties, that's whenever I racked up the country counts to about 30 or 40. Uh, and then recently, especially with COVID, uh, you know, it, it slowed down. What did you do during COVID? Were, were you in Oklahoma? Yeah, I was in Oklahoma during the first six months of COVID. So like March through what would that be? August, August. Yeah. And then in August, I went down to Puerto Escondido because I was thinking, well, I'm not going to the gym because because of COVID, but I can surf. That can be my COVID activity. Yeah. I'm socially distancing myself from everybody. So I went down to Mexico in Puerto Escondido. I surfed for two months. And, you know, it's kind of ironic how you were talking about inter- or we were talking about Internet. Uh, the Internet in Puerto Escondido shut down for two hours during a work day and i flipped out oh man every digital nomad freaked out oh shit and like, i'd imagine that dude we we all freaked out and then after that i was like i'm, I'm out of here because it wasn't just wi-fi you know like if the power goes out it's not a big deal but the services went out so like it's not like you could have used your hotspot or anything like internet was just completely out for what two hours that? I have no idea. That's crazy. Yeah. So like cell phone service, all of cell it. Cell phone service, all it of it. It was just dark. It was out in Puerto Escondido in Oaxaca. 
And so I was like, I'm going back to Guadalajara. I'm going back to my old stomping grounds. So I went to Guadalajara. But then I was thinking, oh, let's do something different. Uh, and so the logical next destination for me was Brazil because it was a different language. It's far. Uh, I wasn't going on site for work anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, and Brazil has incredible beaches. It, you know, thousands of Nude miles beach. Of, of coastline. Uh, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> offline. But <laughs> made our own. We made our own. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say yes, nor did I say no. But <laughs> you confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so October 2020, I was in Brazil for six months. I stayed by the beach. Uh, it was incredible. It was amazing. I made a lot of friends, too. Um, and a lot of Brazilian friends and I picked up Portuguese while I was down there. Yeah. And so I, I came back home April, 2021 mainly to get vaccinated <laughs> because that's whenever all the vaccinations came out in the U S yeah. Uh, but also I had been away from home for eight months. So I was thinking it's time to spend some time with uh, my parents and my sister. Yeah. I still remember when you came back and it was like, uh, the post was like, basically, you just landed like the day before, and then the next day you're getting the COVID vaccine. Where it's like in the country you came from, it's like nobody, yeah, can, nobody could get it unless they were like government official or probably like, oh yeah, yeah. it was like not accessible at all. Oh, and all like, my Brazilian friends were mad at me. They yeah, were, they like, were super the hell, jealous. Bro? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, man. Yeah. So, what's the longest you've gone without seeing your parents? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was while I was in college. Um, but that was, yeah, because I would see them Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they would visit me in college. And then whenever I was he working in Houston, probably the same thing. They never visited me. They, they didn't get a chance to visit me in Houston. But be Thanksgiving, Christmas, and maybe a, another holiday during the year. But since you've been doing the Nomad thing, you've, you'll go back, like, pretty regularly. Yeah, and actually, that's a... I think that's an advantage of the nomad lifestyle is that you can afford to spend time with your family uh, while you're advancing your career. Uh, because what I had in mind was before was I would live in San Francisco, hopefully blossom my career there yeah. in tech. Uh, Cause I like, I like the industry. I like the problems that we solve um, and that I would come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and that's it. And then my parents would hopefully visit me once a year. But the nomad lifestyle, like, ironically, I'm seeing them five months of the year, like, straight, too. And so, like, I would wake up, and I'd, my mom would make breakfast for me. Uh, I would make heat up lunch, and my mom would come home from work, and we're having lunch. And then same thing for dinner. We're all having dinner. This is five months of the year. Yeah. And I'm like, this is... I, I love this. I, you know, work from home is so flexible. Sorry, Willie's. <laughs> it's all good. He's, he's got the play. mindset. Yeah, he's got the mindset, the play mindset down. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool that you can, like, you don't really sacrifice much, I guess, in terms of seeing your family. Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, and I, I think in 2020 to 2021, whenever I was in Mexico for two months and then six months in Brazil, I think that was the longest stretch. And I felt like the last two months of that Brazil trip, I was thinking, yeah, it's time to go home. And this time, whenever I went to Brazil, that was a three-month uh, 
Yeah, that was like three and a half months. So I think that's a good balance. Uh, I think eight months is a little too long. That is a long time. Yeah. What um, sounds like Brazil might be your favorite. Yeah, is it obvious already? <laughs> I mean, you're yeah. wearing a green and white yeah, green. or a green and yellow yeah, shirt. I noticed I mean. that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, what is it about Brazil that like is it's got that uh, I guess it's like so attractive <laughs> for you? Why are you laughing, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking at him. I was like, "What's his answer going to be?" <laughs> I'm just I'm just very interested in what your answer is. Gonna be. So, yeah. Is that where you had a, your girlfriend in Brazil? Oh wow! Uh, yes. <laughs> so that, all right, all right. So that that might be it. Wait, which one? No, a I'm little bit. <laughs> when? <laughs> now, so yeah, I mean, like Brazil. Uh, I I think everybody is always, especially my guy friends. They're like, "Oh, you're going to Brazil just because of uh, one pretty girl or like the pretty girls in general." Yeah, there's it, a lot. So it makes it, sense. It, That's somebody would assume that. <laughs> are Are they as beautiful as they like as they are? made out to be <laughs> here's my take yeah go for it you know <laughs> don't rush me <laughs> mine has a one word answer yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah go go you probably got more thoughts on this one <laughs> well I, I would say that like you know there, there are my friends are always like oh you're just going there for you know the pretty girl or the pretty girls right and i say my response to that is if that is your priority you can find pretty girls anywhere yeah. you know like if if you're really you know cared about that a lot it's easy to find it you know anywhere um so there are beautiful girls in brazil there are beautiful girls in the u.s there are beautiful girls in mexico turkey uh india south korea yeah but anywhere. they're not brazilian but they're not brazilian <laughs> <laughs> okay starting putting words in my mouth i see but, uh, <laughs> but i i would say with brazil it's just so underrated because uh why would you ever learn Portuguese? You should learn Spanish. Like, that's the mindset in the U.S., right? It's maybe Spanish, maybe French uh, as a foreign language. I guess Mandarin Chinese is picking up a right. little bit um, just because of the economic influence. But uh, I just think that Brazil is so underrated and that it's really underappreciated, too. Uh, for us, it's affordable. It's yeah. extremely, especially the Brazilian Real, uh, it's dipped a lot. It used to be two uh, Brazilian real to the dollar. Now today it's like five. Five, yeah. Oh wow, um, five to one is crazy. Yeah, and so five to one. When I was in Airbnbs, I would, I wouldn't really care about the prices. And same thing with restaurants. I, you know, I didn't really look at the prices. I, didn't I think I remembered you posting like a badass meal, and you're like, "This cost me six dollars." Literally. Or I don't know, whatever, the something ridiculous. And it yeah. was like, holy shit, that would have cost you 45, 50 bucks in the States. Exactly. Yeah, like an incredible, delicious picanha meal, uh, like a steak meal. That usually cost me under 10 US dollars. And here it would be 50 or 60 US dollars. Uh, and then I, I also I think that like Brazilian people are really nice. They're, they're very, they love foreigners. Um, and that they're really hospitable. Right. And then lastly, yeah. I think nature. Uh, and I didn't really think about this until I was in Brazil, but in the U.S., there's not a whole lot of coastline, if you think about it. Because you have the West Coast. You have Washington, Oregon, and California. That's it on the West Coast. And then you have Maine, but that's it's super cold up there. 
and then you go down to Florida. That's a lot of coastline. But in between, you have a ton of land. Brazil, on the other hand, the way that geographically it's situated, uh, it's kind of like a triangle if you think about it. Uh, there's just coastline in the north, northeast, uh, southeast, and south. And so that's a ton of coastline. So if you're in the middle of nowhere, you could fly real quick to a, to a beach and, um, and and you're at a beach. Yeah. And so, I, I, and also it's hot in Brazil. So, and the party culture is really fun too. Uh, for For me in the U.S., I, I'm starting to realize, like, I don't really think about going to the beach because it's just so far for me. But everybody in Brazil, it's just a really interesting culture. And that's what I really liked about Brazil. It made me think twice about how I do things back at home. Um, they have a very specific be- beach culture. Uh, they have a very fun party culture. Uh, and so I partied h- harder in Brazil than I did in college, which was ironic. because, wow, like, really? Yeah, people say... College is your most fun. That's when you're supposed to party. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like the most fun of your in your lifetime. And after my Brazilian experience, I'm like, uh, actually, I disagree. Thirties uh, <laughs> is the best time of your life, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just started coming to form. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's just like it's just so underappreciated Brazil in general. I think it's it's what it is. It's like appreciated almost for the wrong things. Almost because like if you do tell somebody, "Hey, I'm going to Brazil," the first thought is like, "Oh, the women." Yeah. It's like to your point though. It's like the beaches are dope. Like the people are actually really cool. Like, um, and like the nature is really underrated. Like even you're only talking about coastline. There's like a whole bunch of national parks inland, a bunch of mountains that you can actually like, I didn't even get to touch on my trip, but, um, just like different landscapes, man, that are just like amazing. Like, uh, like we were talking about Lensois Mariensis when I went, Yeah, it was like living in a painting or like nobody, this can't happen naturally. Somebody had to have conceived it or something like that. It's just like, it felt like living in a, like, I don't know, like this place should not exist naturally type of deal. So, so when did you go and how did you, how did you like it? So I went last over the last like three weeks um, and I got back like a few days ago and I loved it. Uh, Rio de Janeiro was where the party was at. You know, everybody knows about Rio. I was there for my birthday. So it was even a more dangerous time. (laughs) because <laughs> you put me in a birthday mindset mixed with like that type of air like that type of uh that type of setting and it's just like yo like within two days i bought like four different bottles of like like full bottles and i was out you know you don't usually need to buy that much liquor yeah um, and i didn't understand that like people won't take drinks from you because they're they're like a little bit worried about getting drugged you know like <laughs> oh, so really? like i literally like i bought a bottle one time just to crack it in front of people and then pour them drinks <laughs> like, I, like but i was gone and like when you get me in a, a birthday mindset and i'm gone and it's like a cool and you're in brazil yeah. and you're in brazil a cool atmosphere <laughs> is just like I, i'll just be like yo like the, the bottle was like a hundred dollars like if you think you're paying for a bottle in the states like um yeah it's uh, you know at a table and stuff like that so it costs a little bit more yeah um but even then i mean a hundred dollar bottle is still pretty expensive um I uh, I definitely I don't know I thought it was really cool I, I felt the same way that you did where it's just like, um, the nature was really kind of uh, so first I went to Fos de Iguazu so Iguazu Falls mm-hmm. which are the it's the number two like tallest um, I think it's the number two tallest uh, waterfall. Uh, waterfall in the world really yeah so that was my first taste of Brazil so I, I went in just like with nature yeah like and uh, because like I knew that I was going to Rio next for my birthday so I was like let me chill. And this area, I mean, it was really cool. The first day I was there, it was uh, cloudy, but it was just still, like, overpoweringly beautiful, a huge waterfall, right? And it's, like, it's not just one waterfall either. It's, like, literally, like, you could take hikes, like, a couple miles around it and just see different 
points where it falls. And um, that was really cool. The second day I went on the Brazilian side, because I went first through Argentina, went to the Brazilian side where they actually let you get up into like the big ball. And it was a clear day. So it was clear blue sky. The sun was shining. And there's mist like perpetually just in the sky from all that water. Wow. So there's double rainbows. Yeah. Like double rainbows everywhere. I was taking selfies of double rainbows. The huge, the, one of the biggest waterfalls I've ever seen in my life right behind me. Um, so that was the first taste, right? It's like, okay, like this really peaceful, really cool area. And then um, then I went to the Rio. And uh, Rio is cool. I mean, you, uh, it's very international. So I was able to find people who spoke English. So for I, unlike Wilson, I wasn't, I didn't have enough time really to pick up the language. I'm not even sure if I had the time if I would have. And that's like, that's the one thing that's like, yeah, give Wilson credit. This dude picked up a language that's very different from Spanish or, or English. Um, but like, so I didn't have that, that Portuguese edge, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did, uh, but I, I was able to find people who were more international or knew English. And so I was able to make friends there. Uh, was, I mean, uh, what's the name of the bay there with all the different monoliths and everything like the, those big, like, uh, granite formations, like in the be- like the beach. But, um, I know it's a wonder of the world, like the Bay area of, um, of Rio de Janeiro. And like, so you could go hike these different, they're called pedras, like, uh, basically like stones or piedras in Spanish or like stones or, um, rocks. Yeah. There's giant, uh, monolith formations, um, that are like, uh, granite. So it's kind of like Yosemite, uh, Yosemite, uh, national park. If you've ever been, um, where it's just like granite, <laughs> just granite mountains that are just like in this cool ass looking bay. Wow. And it's just like surrounding you as you're on this cool beach where like, I don't know, like they don't play volleyball there. They play, uh, what is it? Uh, foot volley or something like uh, that. Well, right. So they will people will be like on the beach, like kicking around like a soccer ball and they can't use their hands. So dude, like, I don't know. It's just like really cool. Like, cause people are like just really good at it too. I'm like, that is way more difficult than volleyball. Um, I don't know. Just like really just taking in the culture almost kind of what I did. It's like, yeah, sure. Like, Hey, there's beautiful women everywhere. That's like one thing that's undeniable. Um, in anywhere in South America, really. I mean, we live in Austin right now. You could go out to the rainy street. Sure. Yeah. Six. Yeah. You're going to find beautiful women. Like, uh, to Wilson's point again, you can find it if you're seeking it. Um, but it's like, to me, just the geographical formations there were just like, there's a reason why it's a wonder of the world. And then I went, then after that, I went to this spot, uh, called Lentois Mariensis, which is like sand dunes. Um, but I went right towards the end of rainy season. So what happens at, in these white sand dunes? Rain, 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 filters through the sand, and it creates, like, these crystal blue lagoons. Really? Like, in each cut of, the of like, these sand dunes. So, anytime it goes down, there's a, a lagoon. Crystal blue. Crystal blue. Not every one is, but, like, dude, it's a lot of them. Yeah, really? sometimes there's vegetation growing. And, like, wow. that's a question I had, too. I was like, when, why does it grow vegetation sometimes and not? I haven't done the research on it yet, but <laughs> that's a question I do want to answer for myself. Like, why? You know, I, I like ge- geography and geology and stuff like that. So, like, for me, just being in a place like that. That then ended at the um, at the the ocean again. It's just man, it was. Uh, you don't have any places like that anywhere. I don't think there's a place like that in the world actually. Yeah. Um. It, both uh, Rio and um, Lentois Mariensis, geographically, even just like hey, forget the party, forget like the vibe of the people there. Right. Visually, you're not going to see anything else like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I then I went to Jericoacoara, and it's funny because you say Jericoacoara. <laughs> and, and like you and Brazilians are so funny, dude. Because like if you say something, even just one syllable off, they look at you like you're speaking a language like so off. So I, I remember I was saying Jerico Aquara, and that was a way someone taught me to say it. <laughs> a Brazilian taught me to say it. Yeah. And this one guy looked at me right before I went. It's like, where are you going? I was like, I was a Jerico Aquara. Like just said it it's, again the same way. He's like, oh Jerico Aquara. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh because I said coa instead of qua. You yeah. didn't understand what I said. So it's like Portuguese is a very finicky language to pick up, and it's um yeah, yeah I don't know. I loved. Honestly, the beaches, the the landscapes, and um, 
the people were really nice, man. Like it's uh, it was a very hospitable country and people. It was yeah. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> so when they had the Olympics there, yeah. What was that? 2016. Yeah. All I saw was a bunch of crime. <laughs> is it, it is it dicey over there? Or down there? It is. So it depends on where you go. Rio is indeed a very dangerous per, uh, place if you are not careful. Um, I wasn't careful on my birthday at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I lost my phone on my birthday. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll let Wilson go before I get No, I mean, story. I know a lot of people who, who lost their phones. Yeah. Uh, like my friends, especially during Carnival, which, by the way, was so fun. And another great part about the Brazilian culture that's worldly, that's famous worldwide, uh, and for good reason, um, the, the spirit of Carnival for the entire two weeks was incredible. Uh, but anyways, I think Rio is very dangerous. Um, you have a few favelas that are safe, but you have a few v- favelas that are not. What's a favela? Favela. It's like, favela. Uh, it's like a community. Like a, like a little village? Yeah, like, like a little village with really small houses all bunched together. Uh, and they have very little income, um, okay. probably close to no- nothing. Uh, and they, you know... I think especially in Rio, they need to steal to um, to provide, right? Or they need some other source of income. Uh, so it's, it is it is dangerous for that reason. And I think that's, uh, and maybe I'm ignorant, but there might be another reason. But I think Rio is predominantly dangerous for that reason. And, but there are really safe favelas. And I, in fact, I've done some really cool favela tours. Um, but, but yeah, so Rio is, is very dangerous. If you're not careful, people actually seek out uh, other people who aren't careful. Yeah. And if, you're, yeah, <laughs> course, if, if you have your phone out and you're not careful, you're not paying attention, you're a target. Well, that's like anywhere else, I guess. Exactly. And yeah. I think it is like anywhere else. Uh, whether I'm in Germany or whether I'm in Brazil, whether I'm in Austin, Texas... If I'm walking by myself at night, I'm gonna be careful. Right, downtown and LA. You know, yeah, I, I was gonna say LA it. is the same way. I'm yeah. not. I'm not even gonna do it. In fact, I might in you know walk home versus Uber. I'm gonna Uber. You yeah. know? So if you're if you're down in that situation, but the other places that I really liked in Brazil, they were all predominantly very safe because they were uh, like party towns, beach party towns. So basically, the only comparison I can think of in the U.S. is like Panama City Beach during spring break. Oh, okay. But I would go to those types of uh, party towns, uh, and I would walk by myself at night going home, and it was. Were a you big like deal. were you like trashed walking like were, like you yeah, did trashed. a lot of partying like were you like yeah you remember walking home kind of thing yeah man this ain't my first rodeo <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you know what I'm saying like I, I I've definitely been there where it's like you yeah. get you get obliterated and you're like dude how did i wind up home you know what i mean like yeah. would you get in that bad of shape and walk home yeah more or less but in these beach party towns um it's a very it's very safe okay uh it's it's very far away from big cities are there is there like a lot of police uh or it's just more, inherently safe it's just inherently safe uh i think people go there for tourism Right. Like Jerry Calcaro is yeah, one of those places. Of, yeah. yeah. So, so like, you, you think know. they like, they know it's like, okay, tourism is our bread and butter. Don't fuck this up. Well, another thing I pointed out, I was like, dude, like everybody here is like vacationing in here, like from a different city. Like, yeah. right. So even if they're not uh, international, it's like, that is a destination for Brazilians to go. Right. Right. So everybody there, the only people that live there are people who run their business 
or, or actually maybe they just retired there, I'm guessing, or living there. Um, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's more, uh, like, on, it, I don't know, I just felt like more of a tourist destination for Brazilians. So yeah, it's like yeah. people who are there aren't there looking to steal. They're there looking to party. You yeah. know, they're, they're looking to party <laughs> and have, have a good experience, right? right. So yeah. first, like, people who are living there are inherently just poor. They're born in the situation, born in the lifestyle where this is the way that they – they make money is by going into Copacabana beach and spotting the person who's loose with their phone, bumping into them and taking it. Um, you know, it's like, there's just different cultures versus a big city that is, you know, has a lot of poverty versus, you know, a beach town that is a, a, um, a tourist destination. So that's the Panama city beach reference. Yes. Like Americans go to Panama city beach to vacation. Right. right. For, for spring break. Right. Yeah. This is like year round in, in Brazil. Uh, I, I mean, I've never been to Panama City Beach in, uh, <laughs> during non-spring break, but. <laughs> um, what are the, um, I guess I'm going to be trying to be political here. What's it like, like dating down there? <laughs> you don't have to be political at all with that. I mean, <laughs> politically correct. I don't want to. Uh, yeah. In the, okay. So, so, like, were you were you dating a Brazilian down there? I was. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I still am. What's uh, that like? <laughs> um, I think it's fun, and I, it's it's hard to explain it in a podcast for like a limited time, but um. We, know, have, was, we got all night. <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this uh, a couple of months ago, too. But there is a difference between dating in the U.S. and dating in Latin America. In fact, one time, ironically, I, I was on a date with a Brazilian in Guadalajara in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I took her out to dinner. It was really nice. You know, I was being a gentleman. I walked her to her Uber. Uh, and that was our first date, right? Yeah. And then we just became friends naturally uh nothing happened Uh, we never dated seriously uh but later she started complaining to me about how i took too long and that i started realizing that that's that's a cultural difference yeah and this is very consistent throughout latin america i remember when i was in san francisco i went on a date with a girl i tried to kiss her on the first date and she goes I don't kiss on first dates. And so I, you know, to me, that's normal. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't mind getting rejected because I think <laughs> yeah. that's okay. I mean, it's respect. You know, I respect it. Right. In Latin America, I feel like that's, it's different. If you don't kiss on the first date, it's like, what are you doing? Grow some balls. Like, <laughs> really? Like I, I'm not, you know, yeah. it's like, you're wasting my time. Like, so she was like, you're point? just a big pussy. kind of of. (laughs) maybe like you know it could be like the mashisa culture too like they're just used to it right Uh, so they're they're like full throttle yeah more or less it depends right they're they're if they like you they move quick yeah if they like you they don't want you to mess mess they don't want you to mess around yeah yeah so i thought that was really interesting um yeah, and, you know, the language barrier is is fun. And, in fact, I think I, I, had, a, I had a girlfriend in Mexico, too, for a couple months, uh, and then it just didn't work out. Where is this, in Brazil? No, no, this was in Mexico, in, in, Mexico. in Guadalajara. Okay. 
Uh, Love how you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exotic? <laughs> but like, are there two R's there? Should you be rolling your R a little bit more? I don't know. No, it's a what? single R, so uh, it's not as strong. Oh, okay, so yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> you, you know, know, you don't you get that. <laughs> you live there, so that makes sense. Guadalajara. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. there's a little spice to it. Yeah. Little spice. They like it. They like it spicy. spicy. Yeah. Yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I dated uh, this girl in Guadalajara for a couple months, and uh, my Spanish dramatically improved with her. Yeah. And so I'm I'm actually really thankful. Now that I look back on it, I'm thankful for her. She, like, she was really patient with me. Uh, like, I would sound like a co- complete dumbass <laughs> speaking Spanish, right? But she was really patient with me, and she would correct me. Um, at times, and I would learn from it. How much English did she speak? Zero. Really? Yeah. Oh, so shit. I, I think this was the point. So yeah. you were, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's it. Well, yeah. I, like, so you were full on Spanish with her. Like, you couldn't, Correct. you couldn't, there was no middle ground of like, she speaks a little bit of English, I speak a little bit of Spanish. Correct. And like, my Spanish was good enough uh, in the beginning. Uh, and then whenever I started talking to her, there was a huge language barrier. Uh, there were times whenever I couldn't understand. Uh, and by sometimes, I mean like all the time. But And then I would <laughs> speak Spanish, and she wouldn't understand because it was so gringo. But it just improved. Yeah. And through a couple of months, uh, I got my Spanish to a very, very conversational level. And then I also started taking classes, too. And Daniel knows. Uh, but I would... What would you I, take? Right? Rosetta Stone? I, I actually had a tutor, uh, oh, wow. a Colombian tutor in, in Medellin, and he was, uh, well, I had two tutors. The first one, she was Venezuelan. She lives in Madrid now. Um, she's really cool. I, I actually saw her a couple months ago. I saw her and her boyfriend in, in Madrid, and it was awesome. Uh, and then the second tutor, uh, he lives in Medellin. He's from Medellin. And I learned the conjugations. Like, I actually learned it the proper way with them. And I felt like that helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that was my, what was the original question? The dating life in Latin America? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a dangerous so did topic. You, did you have to use like Google Translate at all? Oh, yeah. Like all go the time. back and forth? All the time. Uh, whenever we were in person, I don't think either of us had the patience for that. So uh, if I just couldn't speak it, then we would just be like, fuck it, let's drink. But <laughs> yeah. uh, for texting, yeah, Google <laughs> Translate, you know, like, now I don't really need Google Translate. I need Google Translate for really specific words that I yeah. just don't know. But like sentences, context, I got it. You can get by. Yeah. Nope. Do more than get by. Yeah. That's cool, man. All right. So what about um like what's next? Oh, what's next, dude? That question, it's hard, it's hard to answer that question cuz you should don't know. You can't predict the future or maybe you can. But you know, I'm in Austin. I'm happy to be in Austin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm actually here in Austin because uh, I wanted, I was thinking about purchasing property in Austin. It's the hottest real estate market uh, for the last 10 years. And it's probably gone down a little bit just because of the demand. But I still think it's the economy is going to continue to grow. Then that's what I believe. And that's why I'm thankful for knowing Daniel because. Uh, He's basically what I want to be in five years in terms of the real estate. Like, he's already got two properties uh, in Austin. He got in early. He moved down here in, like, 2016. Uh, and he was really into real estate and investing in general. Uh, 
Uh, so for me to, to have this connection with Daniel, I'm, I'm yeah. really thankful because I'm sure I'm going to have questions. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm crashing at one of his places and I would highly recommend to anybody who's listening, who <laughs> wants to come down to Austin to live in his Airbnb because he's got a nice place. Hell yeah. Nice <laughs> little plug the there plug. Right, right, <laughs> right, right before ACL. Yeah. <laughs> By the time this airs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so but because of high interest rates right now, I decided to defer to maybe the fall or winter. So are um, you going to keep traveling throughout that time? Yes. Uh, so now, what's next? Uh, I think I'll be in New York, July August, uh, just for S H I T S and giggles. Uh, are we allowed to cuss on the yeah. podcast? Okay, sorry. Shits and giggles. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah we can and then. Um, after that, I think September, I have a wedding to attend. One of my buddies is getting married in San Antonio. Shout out to Troy. <laughs> uh, but after that, I'm thinking if New Zealand opens up. Oh, yeah. You know, I looked at it, too. Their daylight savings uh, ends September 25th. Ours ends November 6th. So then the work hours are like 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. If my first stand up is at 10 a.m., you know, that's reasonable, like central time. So that's 8 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, I might be able to swing that for a week or two and then take PTO for the third week. And I have an incredible New Zealand trip. And uh, then okay. maybe, and, and you know, this is all hypothetical, but I've done a little bit of research. Uh, there's a, there are direct flights from Auckland, New Zealand to Santiago, Chile. So I might do that. I might do Chile and I might do Peru. And then I have to come back home for our hashtag 30th joint birthday party in Wyoming. We're going to, um, where are we going? Jackson. Jackson Hole. Jackson Hole in December. So I have to be back home uh, mid-December for that. For your 30th birthday? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, me and a couple of buddies uh, from college. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of the forecast. You got any desire to go to like any Scandinavian countries? Oh, yeah, definitely. I saw the Northern Lights in Iceland a couple months ago. It was incredible. And I know Daniel's thinking about doing that, too. Really? Yeah, by um, the end of the year. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get which, there. Which ones? I'm not sure, man. I just know that I want to see the Aurora Borealis at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, so I have it out there. I'm just not sure which country I'm or, you know, state. I, I, I bet you could see it in Alaska, but I feel like I need to go international. You, you can see it in Alaska. So we, when I was playing uh, basketball in Hawaii, we took a trip up to uh, – Anchorage, and then what's the Fairbanks? Okay, and then um, a couple of the guys snuck out to go look at it. I I did not. I wish I would have now looking back on it, but um, yeah, they got to go see the Northern Lights. So you hey, can see awesome. it from Fairbanks. Okay. I know that. Yeah. Um, but I bet just seeing it in another country would be way better. Yeah, Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, it's I have naturally no, way better. <laughs> yeah, I have no attachment to where I'm going to see it. I just know I want to see it at least this year. I'm pretty sure you can like see that from Wisconsin. Like uh, upper maybe. upper United I think States, it's harder. yeah, it's, it's harder. harder. Yeah, yeah. The, like the conditions have to be right, but right. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, yeah. Canada is a good place too. Uh, Nordic countries. I've been to Copenhagen for two days, and that's an example of my self criticism earlier about you know me being in a country for two days and just being in the capital city, and that's it. Yeah, I would love to check out the Nordic countries. Like uh, Denmark is really cool. Uh, Sweden, Finland. I've never been there. Norway, I've never been. So they're on my list for sure. I do know they're expensive, so I would have to budget for it. Uh, Iceland was a country I went to last year that I had the budget for because 
just because it was so expensive. I remember a lunch cost me $50, no drink. Wow. It was really expensive. Where was this? Iceland. Iceland. Damn. Yeah. But it's worth it. I, I was there for a week, and uh, I wasn't Was it anything like that Ben Stiller movie where he goes to Iceland? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but What's which, it, which uh, movie? I don't know that Oh, movie. man, it's a Ben Stiller movie, and he, um, he like, rides a skateboard through Iceland, and, like, some volcano erupts, and he's, like, trying to beat this volcano. But, he, like, he, like, jumps on this plane in Iceland. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I feel no, like no. I need to see that one. Oh, that man. That's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um... I'll look it up, but so it's probably yeah. not like that, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, think, like that. I think we can say it's probably not. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> okay, Ben Stiller. Yeah, I have a buddy in Norway, so I was thinking maybe if I can make my way up through Norway and see it there. But like I said I haven't really done as much research as I need to do yet. Yeah, Norway. Oh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, I've oh. heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, same. Yeah, I haven't. You seen guys it should yet. watch that. Yeah, it's a, it's a. I don't know. Kind of like I guess he's kind of like what uh, you were just like, dude. Fuck this corporate not corporate but like fuck this like staying i'm, in I'm gonna place. sit in a cubicle yeah. kind of thing and yeah. he's like all right i'm gonna just gonna go live live life oh nice. cool yeah um all right so well we're coming up right here on an hour i like to keep these around around, around an hour and we've yeah. got some poke to eat um right. so we're uh where, where can people follow you because i know you've got like a couple different media things going on right now yeah man i appreciate that uh, uh so number one is my instagram wilson.sww uh workfromhomenomad.com is my website wfhnomad.com and then that's also my youtube uh handle youtube.com slash workfromhomenomad wfhnomad uh and that's it right what yeah. do you what do you post on your website like you got a blog yeah i got a blog i got a travel blog uh and then i tried to do a little bit more of like special blogs like specifically what was my experience like in brazil uh, because I have specific individual cities as well around the world. Hey, here are three things you can do or five things you can do. But I started talking about uh, my my special trips to Brazil. And then also, you know, how I, how I found my remote job. Um, I started venturing out on that too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I started, it's my blog, right? So, like, I'm just like, oh, I feel like writing this out. So, I just do it. But how often do you, do you post... Not very often, uh, not as often as I should, but I would say like once every two months-ish, there's going to be something new. Every two months? Yeah. And then in, you got a podcast too, right? I do, yeah. Same thing, work, f- what, what is it? Yes, WFH Nomad. Uh, I'm on Spotify, and I need to be on iTunes too. But Dude, get on Anchor. Anchor, what's that? It's a hosting platform, that's what I do. Okay, I have RSS. I'm not familiar with that. Does it not? Why doesn't it post to iTunes then? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> That's what we were talking about when you were walking up earlier. Like, like, man, I need a social media manager. I do, <laughs> yeah. So if anybody's uh, looking for something, like, I, I need help for sure. Part-time work? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I need help, account. yeah. You need a ghostwriter for those blogs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, this What'd is... What'd you do your website through? Uh, SiteGround. But I'm about to change my hosting later this week. Awkward, but... Uh, yeah, they're jacking Sorry, up the price. Yeah, they're they're jacking up the prices. Sightground, if you're hearing this, man, you shouldn't jack up your prices to your loyal customers. But, um, but yeah, no. Uh, I I used to do Sightground, and now I'm a Bluehost. Have you heard of Wix? I've heard of Wix. Yeah, Wix. Wix is good too. I heard. But yeah, I think I'm gonna do Bluehost. 
uh, is the research that I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, my, my contract expires next week. So I, I need to switch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we love what you do, man. Just keep doing it. Cause we're all living vicariously through you. Yeah, dude. Appreciate that. Yeah. And, thanks uh, guys. Let us know more about the Brazilian women. <laughs> I feel like that's that's what we women. really care about. Women, yeah. women. Yeah, I try to avoid that topic yeah. on my own yeah. podcast episodes because it's no, controversial. I'm just, I'm just messing then, with uh, you. A-N, A-N, yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah, I just know that like my wife in five years or ten years and my kids are gonna be like, so I heard about this podcast you did in 2022, and they're gonna you know start asking me questions. I'm be like, oh, dude, sorry for partying, you know. You heard Daniel say a n right? It was woman. Not <laughs> He said it at the very end. Let's fast forward there. Like, it's like right there. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, let's eat some poke. Woo. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate yep, you, you having us. Yep.